0: and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. And class is now in session. And today we have a guest who I'm really fangirling over. (laughs) Uh, We have Caroline from Love Trip Paris. So Caroline, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Caroline. Um, My pronouns are she, they, and I am like a big old lesbian. So, oh, and oh yeah, my astrology signs. Um, So Capricorn sun, Scorpio rising, and Libra moon.
2: Can I just say I was so happy that when I... I do my due diligence. And whenever I watch a reality show, I go and stalk all of the cast and try and figure out their signs. And you were like the only one who had all three in your bio. And I was oh. like, thank and you. And a fourth.
0: You're, um, you had oh. like Venus or something Venus? in there too. There was a fourth. <laughs> Very um,
2: gay you. You were like, I, I'm putting it all out there. So I don't um, have to like have that conversation. <laughs> I
1: don't joke around with that. Like I can yeah. recite my charts, my aspects, <laughs> like, you know, my Vedic, you know, whatever. Oh, like, wow. Nice. On a date, I pull it out. I'm like, let's <laughs> So (laughs)
0: yeah, I love that. So So obviously obsessed with you from the show and we can like talk a little bit about that, but there's one big thing that I wanted to dig into (laughs) first. And I don't know if you share this frustration with me or not. So I guess my question is like, I think you are so brave and vulnerable in sharing your gender fluidity and how you identify only for them to keep calling you the American girls, not even the American women, the American Mm -hmm. girls. Did you know that they were going to refer to y'all as that? Or like, how did, what was the deal there?
1: I didn't know that they were going to do that for me to be quite honest with you. I didn't really care because it, Mm -hmm. it matters to me. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not the biggest deal. Like I don't, my pronouns are she, they, so I don't feel Mm -hmm like disregarded or not seen in any sort of way. But it was very interesting because there was, I think one article, maybe two, that mentioned gender queerness and gender fluidity Mm -hmm. um, and mentioned that I had mentioned that. But other than that, it really wasn't something that was like, oh, because I'm pretty femme presenting. So Mm -hmm. most of the time people are like, hey girl. And like, I say that Mm -hmm. to everybody no matter what, like, I'm just like, hey, mm-hmm. bitch, hey, girl, like, so I didn't take it. Like, I think
0: a- bitch is gender neutral anymore, but I, I feel <laughs> what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I I didn't take it as like a personal, like, attack. I was just like, it's cool, like, so mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Were there any conversations about gender, like, that we didn't really get to see, or like pronouns or anything like that?
1: Yeah, me and Jocelyn, so there was one scene that you saw us, and we were sitting on that couch, and we had mm-hmm. actually – had a whole conversation about gender and gender identity and like how we kind of navigated that in our lives and that was a I mean I wish that was a bigger scene because there was just so much happening in that conversation that I feel like is really valuable mm-hmm. and I feel like gender fluidity or gender queerness or, like all under the non-binary umbrella isn't seen as much like even Margot and I had a conversation about gender queerness and they Mm -hmm. didn't mention that with her and I think Margot, I think I'm like 99% positive she goes by any and all pronouns um because I mean it would
0: have been great as a viewer to have that information truly I agree
1: because it was like you have all of these amazing different dynamic people and Mm -hmm. gender identity is still behind especially in France and For there to be a non-binary person, um, like, it was a huge deal that we had Eichel on the show and he was like, I'm a bisexual man because Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen as much in France either. No shade Or on
0: TV, period, I think.
1: (laughs) Literally. And it was just like, we have this amazing person and Margot's non-binary and she's gay as fuck. Like, it would have been so cool to add that other layer in there. And I just wish we, I do wish we got to see a little bit more of that. But Margot's pretty open about it, like, Like, I feel like anybody could like reach out to her and like, you know, strike up a conversation about it. She's so open. Like on our first date, Mm. we had that conversation. She said, you know, I'm non-binary. And I was like, wait, what? Like, we got to talk about this. And it was, (laughs) it was really, really a good conversation. And likewise with Joseline, it was an amazing conversation with her.
2: Did any of, like, the production team ask you about anything like that behind the scenes? Because that's, like, something Gina and I have talked about about other shows is that we never really see, like, pronouns or discussion of gender in reality TV. And we don't know if it's because, like, the production team is mostly straight or if they like maybe a few people are advocating for it and people don't want to do that
1: uh, that's a really good question because we we did have one producer who was a lesbian and she was always the one doing my interviews with me and Mm. I had brought it up to production a lot because we had a stylist and I am not like there's a lot of things like I wake up some days and I'm like, I don't mind my boobs being out or I wake up some days and I'm like, I really just want to wear like a baggy t-shirt and stuff like that. And when it came to fashion with me specifically, um, and everybody has their own thing. Everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own thing. I really advocated with the producers and I like, and they were, they were so open. They were like, Caroline, wear what you love. Fuck it. You got to be comfortable. And mm-hmm. I had said, you know, like there are some days I wake up and I feel hyper feminine there are some days I wake up and I really just don't. And the lesbian producer who we had, she got it. Like I would have those conversations with her all the time. And she, well, she's first of all an angel. Like I love her. Um, (laughs) we became like the best of friends by the end of the show, but yeah, I did in terms of like fashion in particular, that was something I really was like, listen, this to me means something. And Mm -hmm. in this way, specifically I have to advocate for it. So I'm not going to go on there and like wear these like crazy ass heels or like something like that on a recorded tv show like it's already mm-hmm. uncomfortable when it's brand new they're watching you on dates there's like a whole crew of people just sitting there like you know watching this date happening like i'm not gonna sit here in some like fucking dress or a skirt that i would never wear yeah and I, told them that, I was like maybe some days i'm gonna wake up and want to wear a dress and they're like okay and they they were they were so like supportive and amazing about it as they were I felt personally with everybody all mm-hmm. all of the cast the french and the american i felt like they were really really supportive of whoever that individual was because that's why they cast us that's what they wanted to see like oh they my. were never gonna put Margot in a dress you know they were always like please be yourself and yeah. so when i told them i'm not gonna wear this shit, they were like that <laughs> is fine like do you and i was like Dope. so i love that really And nice. i'm not
0: attracted to people in dresses anyway like margo was totally my type like she was so hot <laughs> I so <know. laughs> i definitely like and androgyny is totally my type so like yeah i'm, I'm not into those kind of like frilly mm-hmm. not that those girls aren't attractive that's just yeah what's wrong reports. with that gina sorry <laughs> <Cheyenne>. i'm sorry <laughs> i
2: hear
1: you some it's days okay. i wake up and i'm like oh i feel like i could like do a dress and heels and then some days i'm like no it's gonna be it's <laughs> be a cargo pants kind of day. Like that's See, that's
2: you made that's... me think I don't think I could ever be on like a dating show because I can't walk in heels. So they'd be like, "No, you go away. I, <laughs> I can't wear heels."
1: I told them I was on my first date actually. This is like a secret that not a lot of people Ooh. know. So Ooh. I didn't know that I was going on a first date. Like, okay. they didn't tell me that date with Lisa, where we took that walk, was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they just said, Caroline, get dressed. And I had these stylists come over and like put this outfit on me and like shove me out the door. And I, I like told them, I was like, wait a second, I need a minute. Cause I didn't know that this was happening. And so, me and the girls, me and the American girls actually got a moment to step out onto our back patio and like sage together before I went off. I was so uncomfortable in what they had put me in. And on the way there, I told the producers, I was like, I can't do this right now. Like I feel very frazzled. I feel very out of my element. Like Mm -hmm. I can't be wearing this. I was wearing like, I looked like, (laughs) this sounds really bad. I looked like I was going to go sell real estate. Like (laughs) that's what it looked like. Like they put me in that white shirt that I was wearing. They kept that. But I told them, I was like, I would not be walking on the Seine in the middle of the day and going to like a gay dive bar in Mm -hmm. heels slacks (laughs) and a white button down. Like somebody bring me my jeans And my sneakers and they were like they they paused the entire date and they said okay we're not going to start this until they bring caroline (laughs) her jeans and sneakers and then they did and then that's what ended up being on the show but i like right then and there i was like no this is not going to work for me Mm -hmm. like so yeah yeah that was that was fun
2: (laughs) thank you for that behind the scenes because i was definitely going to ask if you had any like little behind the scene things you could share with us is there anything that didn't make it onto the show that you wish had well, sorry I just, if that's a hard question.
1: <laughs> I feel like the show could have been like 15 episodes, like because there were mm-hmm. some really good moments and conversations that obviously, when you're working in a limited time frame, you can only put in so much. Like, there were scenes with me and Rose that were filmed that didn't make it on, like, conversations between her and I. There were con there was like more conversations between all four of us in general that i really cherished and i really wish i was able to like watch back mm-hmm. and they're also just good for you guys to see because rose and i literally had a conversation one day i came back from the date with lisa where she basically almost stood me up she was like an hour mm-hmm. late from this date mm-hmm. and rose is in her room and i come back and she's like she could tell i was upset and she was like what happened and i was like and we had a big conversation between the two of us. And I wish that was in there because Rose is like my favorite person on planet Earth. Like, Aww. no, kidding. she is. I love that. <laughs> I would do anything for Rose. And that advice that she gave me in that conversation was so sound and just, it was so genuine. And it really, you could tell it came from a place of, I really, really care about this person and who they mm-hmm. are and what they're looking for and their happiness overall and their peace. And I wish that was in there. Like, that was a really beautiful Aww. moment. So... No, I
0: did like all the conversations between like the American suitors. That was very fun. And that whole friendship bonding, I think, was really exciting to see. And then it was better than when y'all were giving each other advice because it was like, no, you really have been there and like Mm -hmm. went there with that person. So
1: I wish we had seen more of that, too. It was a really beautiful group to be a part of. Like, we always said, like, if one of us goes down, we all go down. There was also a moment, too, that I'm remembering now didn't make it on. It was, like, the first episode where Jessica has that conversation with Jocelyn. And Jocelyn's on the couch, and she, like, starts to cry. And Yeah, that was intense. It was a lot. And we see Jessica come out. And I love Jessica. She was on my podcast. She's a wonderful human being. But we mm-hmm. see Jessica walk out, and the three of us all look at each other, and we just put our glasses down, get up and just walk inside like, and wow. just go straight to Jocelyn. And they didn't show that. And I wish they did because that I think was a really pivotal moment for the four of us, because that was mm-hmm. like week one, like we were still like getting used to each other and like living in a house together and that kind of thing. And you just, we just put down our stuff, got up and scurried on over and we just yeah. sat there until we didn't. And it was Aww. great. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I love them.
0: Yeah, I love the whole show was great. I'm gonna take it back and I wanna hear like when did like how long have you been out? What's your queer journey like? Cause it didn't seem like you were like newly out on the show <laughs> or anything like that from my perception.
1: Yeah. Um I feel like, you know, I feel like I knew very young. Like, I'm sorry, like when I'm watching a Disney movie and I don't care what the prince looks like and I'm like looking at the girl, like kiss the guy, like, you know, or like Lindsay Lohan, like all the time. I'm like, oh, and then I look back at it. I'm like, oh, that, that, that was a gay thing. And I think I knew very early on, but I went to a very small school. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a public high school. I was already pretty ostracized. I was in the marching band. I was in the drama club. Um, I just was not like a fan. Those favorite. are gay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was. I had never been asked to a school dance. Like I was like heavily in the closet. Like I would have literally like rather like drifted away, like in the wind than come out. And <laughs> and my queer journey like really began. So I was 18 years old, and I downloaded Tinder. I, my birthday's in January, so I turned 18. It was before I graduated high school. Downloaded Tinder, and I started setting my like uh, diameter for like hundred miles away so that nobody in school could find me on Tinder.
2: Mm. And whenever I was
1: in my house, I would change the settings to men only. So if somebody picked up my phone and was swiping on Tinder, they weren't like, why are girls popping up? (laughs) And I actually met my best friend in the entire world, uh, Kit. We met on Tinder. We went on a date. It was so awkward because both (laughs) of us were still heavily closeted. We're best friends to this day. Mm -hmm. And then I was a sophomore in high school, was with the last guy I ever dated, Cheated on him with then my soon-to-be girlfriend of three years. Um, Wow. Her and I were together. Then I left back and forth for France. We ended up doing Fun Home, which is a lesbian musical together. I played Medium Allison. She played Joan. And we were Mm -hmm. official for, like, another year and a half. Then broke up. And then, like, it was kind of like I came out slowly because her and I were in the same musical theater program together. And Mm -hmm. people were like, oh, like, Caroline and Sarah are (laughs) dating. And, like oh, they're, like, the lesbians in the musical. And, like, my parents (laughs) saw the musical, and it was, like, I'm literally singing about sleeping with a woman on stage, and they're sitting there, like, in the front row, like, oh. And it was kind (laughs) of like that. It was kind of, like, over time. But it Mm -hmm. was 21 was when I, like, officially, like, was, like, hey, guys. But, like, if you knew, you know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Like, beforehand, it was like that small group of people that knew. Yeah. Oh, Caroline's a fruit. So, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: <laughs> and so you were always traveling like to france it sounds like and you speak
1: how many languages so i speak four
0: mm-hmm. um
1: i i have been back and forth from france since i was 15 i started speaking french when i was 11 and so fun fact wait you guys hot nugget i have a <laughs> girlfriend. you do what? in my bedroom right now because i was like is I she from go- france no she's brazilian so <laughs> her family all speaks portuguese and i don't so i have to uh, learn, and i'm so i'm on my fifth now I'm on you'll my fifth. do you you'll speak be spanish fine. no
2: i don't speak oh spanish. okay yeah you you speak a romance language though you'll pick it up so easily i'll, I'll like,
1: figure it out but yeah, yeah so i'm like sitting there like on pimsleur and duolingo and i'm around her family like what the fuck <laughs> is everyone talking about but i'll That's so all funny right figure it out You're like of all the languages
0: you picked one I didn't already know
1: yeah literally I know I was like oh it was so easy until it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of partners
2: and ex-partners do you still have that tattoo that you got on the show
1: okay I do Diane's
0: been dying to ask this question I, I literally stalked your
2: there Instagram it is so hard there like, it is everybody listeners, it,
0: it is right there <laughs> what is yeah. your partner Honestly, think of it No, let me just say you were my favorite kind of reality TV person because you said all the things I was thinking, you made all the facial expressions I was making. And then right in the last episode, you were like, you know what? I'm going to do something to get everybody talking. Let's go get this bitch's name on my fucking knuckles. And I'm no, I'm in love with you. It was amazing. If you had your red hair, I'd want to be you still.
1: Oh, you know what? (laughs) I want my red hair back. I only did this for a certain Come back. who I met on a TV show who didn't like my red hair. Oh,
0: like <gasps> wow! T
1: red
2: hair. I mean, blondes have more fun, but like red hair is superior. I know in every way. So I like, know.
1: and I was yeah. I, I like loved the Little Mermaid. So I was like, yes, living my best life. But yeah, it'll, it'll make a reappearance. But <laughs> yeah, the tattoo is um like people people ask me every day like. One, is it real? Two, mm-hmm. do you still have it? Or three, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. I don't have an answer. The yeah. only- I knew it was real. I knew it was real. People really thought it was fake. They were like, this was a joke. And I was like, no, it- <laughs> you don't know lesbians.
2: <laughs> you should make up like an acronym, like L stands for, I stands for. That way, when people ask you, you can have like a different meaning, but you can like know <laughs> the real origin. <laughs>
1: somebody was saying like, oh, I wish it was on your other hand so that you could write Mona on this hand. So it's like, Mona Lisa. <laughs> I was like, oh, that
0: would be I- perfect. Yeah.
1: But, but alas, I know. I, just gotta yes.
0: get I think like any word that starts with Lisa that could work. I don't know. Somebody else gave me wizard.
1: That they were like, let's <laughs> Google words with Lisa in them. And like, find- and I was like, oh my God. So, oh yeah.
2: <laughs> it was so weird to me when you got that tattoo. This is just like, on topic but like off topic because one time I spoke with a psychic who told me my soulmate's name was Lisa and I was like stop Caroline got my soulmate's name and anytime my <laughs> partner and I meet Lisa I'm like
1: that's my soulmate no way oh that's so, yeah. Lisa <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm hoping my girlfriend will change her name to Lisa for me <laughs>
1: we actually I saw a tiktok recently about some guy and he was like, I always had this vision that I was gonna marry a Maria, but I met this girl at church and her her name was Gianna. And I told her when we were engaged, you know, I'd always Mm -hmm. thought I was gonna marry a Maria. And she was like, shut the fuck up. My name is Maria. And he was like, what? And she pulled out her ID and she went by her middle name, which was like, her first name was Maria.
0: Wow. That's wild. That's wild. (laughs) So in terms of like going on to the show, did they tell you it was going to be like a queer dating show or did you like, did you expect every suitor and everybody there to also be queer? Like what expectations did you have on it?
1: You know what? Now that I'm thinking back about it, I knew it was queer because they were like, the, my, the ad that I saw for it was we're looking for lesbians who speak French. So it was like, Oh, oh. Okay, like, and I was like, that's my brand. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so it's got to be a queer show, but I actually didn't know, like, we were given no information, like, top secret, like, you got you to gotta know the nuclear codes to know this information kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like, I knew nothing, I didn't know how many girls were going to be there, I didn't know, I didn't know anything, so I had no, I just knew I was a lesbian and I was showing up, I didn't know if there was <laughs> going to be, like, all queer people, like, I had no idea, so, mm. It was really interesting to navigate on the first day, because I don't know if the French people were told like, oh, there's like a lesbian. Yeah, because there was obviously like less women to men ratio in the Mm -hmm. French dating pool. And so I think they figured it out once they were there. This is probably queer, but I don't know if they knew going into it. I knew it, I knew it had to be because I was there. So I'm sure the women knew that it was queer. I don't know if the men did though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I Interesting. Mean? Yeah. I did think about that. Cause one of the other shows that Cheyenne and I have mm-hmm. been talking about, it's called love always. And it's on, it's on paramount and it's very similar, but except there's only one lead and everybody's super young. That's like the, everyone's like 19. They're so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. They're very, very young. <laughs> wow. Um, and I was thinking about it like the other day, I was like, how do these straight guys feel about being on a show that's kind of low key marketed as queer when they're not like, I guess they must not care that much, but I wonder if they knew ahead of time and was like, yeah, cool, that's great. Or if they just went on the show and was like, okay, well, that's how it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, mm. to be honest, I don't, from their side, I have no idea because they had um, a French casting team and like we had like, mm. we had a French and an American production team because there's mm. you know, language barriers and especially when you're speaking English really, really quickly, like, or if French really quickly, it's going to get lost in the sauce.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. Can I also just say it makes me feel a lot better to know that you actually do like love France and you've been to France as many times as you have because I was like, they're definitely playing this up for the show. No way all these you people love France that. like this. Yeah, like, I well, like,
1: I, they're intense about it. They, they Yeah, I mean, I do really love France. Like after after some after some stuff happened, I'm like very happy to not go to France. Like, I don't know mm. if you guys know the story, but Lisa basically was like, I want you to be in France with me for a month. And I was like, well, that's a long time. Mm. And she was like, well, if you're not going to commit to being here for a month, then we shouldn't be together. And I was like, okay. So I was no. like, "Do you, are you sure you want me to go? And she was like, ugh. So, so I was like, okay. She was like stressed out at work one week. And she's like, Caroline, I don't want to have this conversation. So I was like, okay. And I just packed up my shit and I just got on a plane. And after five days of being there, she said, yeah, we're not going to be together anymore because I'm not attracted to you. So after,
0: <gasps> that's why okay so i i I, 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 don't. I watched i watched the show and then i knew what happened with you and lisa because after, like right as i finished the show a tiktok of yours came on my for you page that was lit, something along the lines of like when you go to spend a month in France with your in Paris with your girlfriend and you break up in the first five days or something like that. And I, that's what I said it to Cheyenne. I was like, mm-hmm. you have to watch this show now because <laughs> the, the laundry's getting aired out and I need you to freak out with me. This is a big deal. And that's up. Yeah. Then I was like, we have to have her mm-hmm. on the podcast. This is the greatest <laughs> like thing I'm seeing with my own two eyes in her life. That sucks though. I thought that it was just like, oh, you are on a TV show. And then when you get in the real world, you realize it's not going to work. That's worse than I thought. I was just like, it probably just fizzled. Oh, that sucks. I
1: I don't like that. So basically, the tea is I flew Mm. to France. I took like a 15 hour travel to see her. I had a layover in Stockholm. I get to Nice. She picks me up. So then I'm in Cannes with her for five days. I noticed she was being weird. And I Mm. was like, it was. A lot like i was already feeling like emotionally like this is not a good idea Mm -hmm. and days later she was like i'm not attracted to you and i think you should go to paris and i was like well i'm not gonna stay here so then i left yeah um,
0: so if you could go back would you go on the show again
1: i would i would totally go on the show again it was a overall was an amazing experience and For whoever got to see it I'm really glad that they did because if it just touched one person's life and was like hey it's okay to be queer it's okay to explore this it's okay to be completely yourself and stand up for yourself and love yourself and like see queer love on TV that's that's what it was meant to accomplish so that's. That's what I'm happy about, isn't even, yeah. even if it was one yeah. person or like a termite. Yeah. Like I'm, well, you have a, you have at
2: least two.
0: Who? <laughs> oh, bless! Thank it. you. So, <laughs> yeah, sure they are no a lot fully. more. And uh, Cheyenne and I feel the same way about the podcast. I'm like, if we change, like one or two people's lives and we like did our job. Um, okay, super off the wall question. Okay. Do you have a queer obsession?
1: Probably my tarot cards,
0: because
1: mm. I have like. Mm decks. And whenever yeah. I go somewhere, especially if it's not a place that is primarily English speaking, I always buy a deck. Mm-hmm. Like I probably have like six or seven decks from France alone. Like that's wow. definitely my queer obsession. With my my tarot <laughs>
2: yes. cards. It's hard to stop buying them because you're like, they're so pretty. And then you like reach for the same deck or same two decks and the rest like collect dust. And, yes. it's, sad.
1: and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like an energy thing. Like there's there's one that I got in no, January, and it's a French tarot card deck, and it's based off of uh, fairy tales and things like that, and oh. it's my, like, I was using mm-hmm. my Russian tarot deck because my family is from Belarus, mm-hmm. and I always felt like a really ancestral connection to that deck with my great-grandmother, Polina, who immigrated, Um, so I always I would always use that, and then I got this deck, and I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, grandma, <laughs> uh, I'm going to switch over to this one, but yeah, that's definitely, definitely my queer obsession. All right.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. one. (laughs) I did want to ask too, is like all the traveling, is it because your family is abroad or like what led you to be multilingual and do all this traveling? Like what brought you to this lifestyle?
1: So I'm the only person in my family that speaks another language.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: Um I grew up like always knowing that I wanted to, it was just like, I saw those Muzzy commercials. I don't know if anybody remembers those.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: I don't think I do. do.
1: It was like probably like on PBS commercials. Like it was like watching this like language learning. And I was like, mom, I want to do that. And she was like, no, like, she's like, you don't need to like you're four. And (laughs) then I like, she bought me this book of Hello Kitty traveling the world. And it was like in all these different places of Mm -hmm. like, Australia and Mexico and Italy and France. And like, I saw like these landmarks and I would be like, mom, what is that? And she's like, well, that's the Eiffel tower. Like da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And she would like explain to me what these things were. And then I started, I I knew I always wanted to do one. Like I was so lame in high school. Like my weekends were (laughs) like, let me download Rosetta Stone and let me try like a bunch of different languages or like get like a language learning app and like learn an alphabet. Like that was just what I started to do you're Capricorn
2: so I'm not surprised like yeah what else would you do
1: (laughs) you know what that's like probably my second queer obsession because like (laughs) what 14 year old is like let me spend my Saturday night (laughs) learning an alphabet for the fun (laughs) of it.
2: yeah it's because you were 84 really and like now you're just like aging in reverse
1: (laughs) so okay do you guys know the show Ted Lasso I know of it it. I don't don't watch it. it So Rose this is a fun tidbit about Rose she has this idea that everyone is like an age and a gender like she's like everyone is like a, a like a character right like mm. she told me she's like Caroline you're like a 65 year old white dad like with the dad jokes she's like like you are the character Ted Lasso and I was like thank you Rose but it's so true my humor is so corny like yeah. so I was like oh my and then we watched Ted Lasso and I was like oh my god like me like But anyway, so that's that's (laughs) But yeah, I just started like, I just knew I always wanted to do language. And I just, one thing led to another. And on my weekends when I was like picking like Swedish to study and like (laughs) play games with, you know, I was just like, okay. And then I just, Mm -hmm. I went to NYU for musical theater and I really missed taking French. And so then I studied abroad my summer after my sophomore year and then declared my double major. And then just Mm -hmm. one thing led to another. I just was back and forth, like more consistently between the U.S. and France. Mm -hmm. And Um, like half of my college education was only in French. So like I took like all my professors in Paris were French and like even all my professors here in New York, they only spoke to us in French. And then I took Italian my sophomore year and that's how I started learning Italian because they had like French one for actors. And I was like, I'm not gonna sit here at this like really expensive university and waste my time learning the color blue. Like, let me go learn another language. So I took Italian and then that... That was a mess because I started to confuse all the pronouns with the French ones. And my teachers would, like, circle on my test, like, bro, you are using (laughs) pronouns on (laughs) the exam. And then with my family finding out that we were Slavic, I was like, oh, like, we didn't know that until we did Ancestry. Mm, Uh, Because my family, like, never talked about it. But if you see a picture of my grandma, you're like, oh, my God. Like, she is the definition of, like, a Slavic-looking woman. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, okay, like, let me just learn it. Let me just... (laughs) Pick it up so i like ordered a book and was like it was like a ucla like course and i like just did it um and i have like a group of slavic friends and i'll just like listen to them and listen to podcasts and stuff like that so that's that's how that all happened
0: <laughs> yeah that's really cool. no that's so cool my girlfriend speaks three languages, I'd say. And I, that was like one of the things when we first met that really attracted me to her because like, it's such a sign of intelligence speaking multiple languages. And I was like, how do you have that much room in your brain for like all those <laughs> words? Like it's so cool. And she actually taught her. So she, she grew up speaking English and Spanish, but she taught herself Portuguese through listening to music.
1: Oh so no! Me. if you
0: need some songs while you're learning <laughs> Portuguese, I'll send you some links later on. I'll get the <laughs> songs from her.
1: My girlfriend basically did the opposite. She grew up speaking Portuguese and English and then learned Spanish. That's so fun. But yeah, it's like, I don't have space in my brain. Like, I forget what (laughs) I tell people. Like, I'm like, oh, I told you this story 50 times already. Sorry. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, you nothing (laughs) left after all those languages are in there. Of course you don't.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I'm like, wait a second. What? Like, I never, I have the worst memory ever. But yeah, that's probably why. That's probably a reason yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a fun i thing. was gonna
2: ask if you were uh big into reality tv before this or did you not really watch it
1: i watched love is blind because my thing is when i go like on the treadmill and i do like my little cardio at the gym i always turn on a tv show um and at the time love is blind got released i started watching that so i got hooked on that mm-hmm. covid happened and the original season of too hot to handle came out so i saw that I saw the circle. My mom is really big into The Bachelor, 90 Day Fiance. Mm -hmm. I never really got into those. Those were never my my thing. I saw like more of the Netflix stuff because you could stream it. But and I mean like the Kardashians and like because I loved keeping up. Like that show was Mm -hmm. immaculate. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. also I just started watching Jersey Shore the original, like two months ago. Oh girl.
2: Don't
0: even get Tina started.
1: It, when, when Mike said like yo shut your mouth you dirty little hamster I had to leave the room I like, couldn't stop laughing. Um, hello they're taking stop. their
0: underwear off in the fucking jacuzzi are you dumb? Bro that
1: whole like that whole thing like I literally I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing I had to leave the room I was like oh it's, it's the best. The note when they wrote the note in all caps. <laughs> I, my I, partner
2: like, and I were Snooky and Wow for Halloween just so you know. No <laughs> yeah yeah.
1: yeah. Were you I'm just s- like- I was
2: snooky I'm like five foot two
1: <laughs> no way oh my god I love that yeah yeah a- <laughs> yeah
2: um so what advice do you have for other queer people or what's something that you wish you could go back and tell your younger self or yourself when you were just kind of figuring things out and coming out
1: if they don't love you for who you are or accept you for who you are then fuck them Like don't be afraid of being rejected by someone who doesn't see the value of you for who you are all the time, like whether you're in a growing stage a stagnant stage you're figuring it out stage you're coming out you're out. If someone's going to judge you on that shit you don't want them in your life mistakes successes everything you don't want them in your life so. I wish, I wish baby Caroline knew that because I see all these baby gays coming out in like middle and high school now. I'm like, imagine, imagine Mm -hmm. I would have been so much happier. And if I had the insight to be like, oh, like I don't care about these people. And if they don't like me for me, then fuck it. I wish I had that. Like that would have been a game changer for me (laughs) for, and uh, obviously until now. So (laughs) yeah, no, that's
2: real. I need, I needed that advice too. So I I appreciate that you're sharing that.
1: (laughs) Plus, anytime.
2: <laughs> um Gina do you want to do the other advice question?
1: Okay, so
0: this is a question that was sent in by one of our followers. They asked, is it weird that I've been on 3 dates with this girl and we haven't kissed yet?
1: No. Um you don't want to be with someone who's pushing you before you're ready to do anything and when you are in a safe space like that, when you're getting to know someone, you just gotta let things flow naturally. You don't have to kiss on the first date, the second date, the third date. You can go on like a month worth of dates and not kiss, and it's totally fine. It's your speed and what makes you comfortable is important. So if they're respecting that, then that's great. That's a huge green flag. I And if you're if you're respecting that on their own, too, like likewise, it's a huge green flag. So I don't think it's weird at all. I think that's actually really lovely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's really, really nice. Good for Good for you. Just keep advocating for yourself and what speed is good for you. And I hope that they do the same. And it sounds like you guys are going off of each other's vibes just from this question. Like, good for you. Just keep being honest about that. Yeah,
0: I think the only thing that would make it weird is if you can tell there's no romantic connection and, like, oh, I don't even want to kiss her and she doesn't even want to kiss me. Like, we don't even want to hold hands. We don't want to sit next to each other. Like, it's not weird that it hasn't happened if in your head you're like excited for it to happen and you're just letting it happen when it's supposed to. And in the meantime, you're excited about just like being next to them in the booth when you go eat or like whatever it is that you know, sparks that for, for now. But if you, if there's no, like, you don't even want to hold her hand, you're not even thinking about what it would be like to kiss her, like even a little bit ever. Then I'd be like, so maybe this is a friendship, Yeah. but there's no rush on anything for what you want to do. If you're like, just letting things happen, you know, unfold naturally.
1: Yeah. It's like, I totally agree with that. It's like, if you can tell that there's not a vibe, then yeah, that's kinda like, okay, maybe we should call it. But if it's like, you guys are holding hands and there's other stuff going on, like that's, a successful date does not mean you guys have kissed, slept together, anything like that. Like a successful date can be a successful date and not touch each other. You know what I mean? Like just getting to know each other, going out for coffee things like that. That can be a successful date, especially if you leave thinking like more about this person or wanting to Mm -hmm. hold their hand or wanting to kiss them. Like it's not weird but you're, I totally agree with that. It's only weird if you're yeah. like, there's no vibe and you guys keep right. on trying to make a vibe, <laughs> but.
2: Obviously, I agree that it is not weird. Um, I think if the issue is you're waiting for them to kiss you, maybe have a conversation with them about that because if you are both just waiting for the other person, it's just never going to happen sure. so if actually, you think it's weird that they haven't tried to kiss you maybe have a talk about that
1: that's a really good thing because when I went on my first date with my girlfriend she told me later she was like I just kept on like wondering if you were noticing that I wanted you to get closer to me and I'm like see I'm the village idiot and like never <laughs> know." so that's actually a great point like talk to them like mm-hmm. maybe if there is a question because yeah. if you're like me and you just don't know or like I'm too much of a like I'm too much of a wimp to be like, hi, like I just won't do it. So mm-hmm. that's also a really great point, I think. Yeah, but
2: yeah. I'm the opposite with that. With my partner on our first date, at the end of the date, I was like, so I noticed you like staring at my lips all night. Is it because <laughs> you want me to kiss you? And she was like, you noticed that? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta have, some. one of you has to make the move eventually if you want to kiss, uh, but I don't think it's weird to wait three dates or more. Yeah, but like I think eventually I'm like smiling
0: because now I'm picturing them like after a date texting them be like we should kiss next time yeah I'm like, like maybe you should kiss me next time like how
1: cute but that is <laughs> that is really cute like if you leave and that's the energy I'm like okay mm-hmm. rock on like do your thing but yeah yeah
2: like like (laughs) especially after three dates like it's not like it was a one date and they like ghosted you and you're like so why aren't you kissing me like I think after three they might be down and be a little flirty and be like damn five dates and you still haven't tried to kiss me does my breath smell that bad like you can make it into (laughs) a little joke
1: that's actually that's really good too yeah
2: (laughs) thanks
1: (laughs) yeah I love it all Right.
2: right Uh, So where can our listeners find you if they want to follow you or listen to your podcast, anything like that?
1: So you can follow me on Instagram at at Caroline Renner. It's just my name. Um, And then my C word podcast is also linked in my Instagram. And my TikTok is the Mm -hmm. same. The only handle that I have that's different is my Twitter, which I never use, but it's my Slavic name. So it's at Carolina with a K, Savage, S-A-V-I-C-H but I really don't post anything on there other than like gay news. So like, and that's reposted. So, but yeah, (laughs) all in
2: there. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to give us a call and leave us any other questions for future guests or just for us in the future, our phone number is 724-209-8877. You can call and leave a voice message. We also have an email address, sapphic survival guide at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash sapphic survival guide. And we are on all social media as at sapphic survival guide, except for Twitter, which is just at sapphic survival. We have a little bit of a different. Uh, a twitter situation going on too uh, and you can find me cheyenne at hot mesbian on pretty much any social media platform
0: and <laughs> you can find me anywhere online at the libra gina including my website the and with that class is now dismissed
1: Cute.